Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in New York City. We've been back to New York City. Actually, I think we're going to live here. We are New York City. We are New York City. We're we, New Yorkers now, right? We're New Yorkers now. Um, we uh, have been here. We've had quite an interesting couple of days. Um, I almost don't even know how to start now. We got here. Uh, you came from... Texas, you were with your family. Yeah, yeah. Flew in from uh, Texas into New York. Yes. And you'd come in from Los Angeles. I'd come from Los Angeles. I had had quite a stressful um, some some days, and I was very tired, and I was also incredibly nervous about going to host The View. That's right. I was so nervous that I really thought I was going to throw up the whole night, and I was sick, and then I was uh, I got to the airport like over an hour early for you. Uh, almost an hour and a half early, and then I was I was just going to start waiting around, and then I thought I was going to throw up. So I thought I'm going to take go. a taxi. You're not going to hang around the airport. Who are you, Edward Snowden? <laughs> You're just going to hang around the airport for seven weeks? Well, I wanted to make sure that you got in, so I yeah I uh, I like um, I called the car uh, the car to get changed to your name, and then I just took a taxi outside, and I uh, really fought the vomiting urge all the way to the hotel. They got to the hotel, and then I very, very quickly um, started drinking alcohol and eating pasta. And that sort of squelched the vomiting. Like the vomiting, like, you know, sometimes when I want to vomit, it's it's because my stomach's empty. Oh, okay. And so I I tamped it all down with really good food. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just too, I, I was too invested to vomit. Right. <laughs> you know, I was too deep in with the delicious wine and the um, pasta. I felt better, but I was God nervous. And then. Yeah. It was just nerves. It wasn't that you were going to be sick. It's just you no. were so nervy about it. Because like, it's a big to... deal. You were going to go in and host a, a flagship show on the ABC network. Yeah. And we have been talking about it so much. And I want to do it so much. And talking about wanting to do it so much. And made those videos yes. to show them that I wanted to do it so much. And so that was part of it is that they were just like, didn't even see the videos actually until I told them about it and they right. were like, wanted to show them, which is great. Yeah. So they showed them, which is hilarious and really cute. And um, the I like was anxious to show them. Right, right. And everybody should go have, if they haven't seen them yet, go have a look on your, your official YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's called The View Campaign and there's yes. three wonderful videos there. That Jim made. That uh, well, like our crew, like our like you said, we're like the factory. We're like the factory we in our. A, um, we have a crew of of actors and, and musicians John, and people. John it's, is and like it's ultraviolet. <laughs> John is like candy, darling. <laughs> no Hollywood lawn. John is like no. John is Edie Sedgwick. Oh yeah. No, n- Lee is Edie Sedgwick. <laughs> <laughs> and he breaks just like a little girl. Yes. But he um, he uh, he's in it. Uh, Lee's in it. Uh, John's in it. Um, Jim made them, and they're so funny. So that's out. Um, but I got to show them on the view. Uh, I I felt like I did a good job. I think a little bit of my problem is that I tend to bulldoze. Mm-hmm. So when I'm out there, I will not let anybody say a goddamn thing because I'm bulldozing. I'm getting my joke out, and then so that's why my fear is doing that because I just want to get my jokes out. Yeah, well, it is. It is not so much a fight, but you've got so many dominant people there that. Uh, but I thought they were pretty good about letting you speak too. They're pretty They're good great. with the with the um, 
They're great. The guest co-host, because mm-hmm. they knew that you had material. They knew that yeah. you had some jokes. And you had yeah. some great jokes. Yes, thanks and to you. And some great riffs. And it was just, you know, that show, it moves so quick, too, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they give you all these topics, and then they only spend a little bit of time on each one. So yeah. you might have all this, like, ideas of things to talk about, and then it's just, all right, we're moving on. And you want to, like, hey, no, no, let's, let's, let's hang for a second mm-hmm. on this one. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so... uh it's disappointing when you don't get your joke out that you wanted to get out and they've moved to the next thing. Well, the, well, at this, at this time, the, there's two huge stories in the news. Mm-hmm. One is very worldwide mm-hmm. and one's a little bit localized. But one is the, the royal baby mm-hmm. who was just born in, uh, in, in the, to, to William and Kate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other is the Anthony Weiner story. Yes, yes. The, the disgraced politician who left Congress in 2011 after a sexting scandal who's running for mayor and is now new, new well texts from about a year afterwards have surfaced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh i don't know well we just saw that we just saw the newspaper downstairs where it said what um his his uh, constituency is shrinking it there's a lot of shrinking <laughs> wiener is shrinking they just use so many like subtle dick jokes yeah on the on the paper mm-hmm. like the polls the polls are down or uh, <laughs> his poll is down. His poll is down. He's and then, shrinking in the poll. But Jim, uh, uh, the joke I wanted to tell on The View, which I did tell last night, but uh, it was my favorite joke that Jim wrote. Please tell it. You tell it. The, um, tell oh, politicians. Politicians have always sent out junk mail. It's just that with Wiener, his, his mail has his junk in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's just that seems like an obvious joke though. It's a really funny joke. But it's funny. I think it's funny. I think my stupid joke, she has no sense of humor. That's a good one. <laughs> it's That's real a great one. Stupid. <laughs> His wife Huma, who looks so sh- she looks shell shocked. Yeah. But she's standing there like I'm I mean they support and like and in her mind she's like this motherfucker. She, this motherfucker. Yeah. She she's smart though. Like, and I like the other joke that you wrote about well, Hillary Clinton um, says that Huma's like her daughter, but you said. Oh, but he acts more like he's Bill Clinton's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Genius. I should have remembered that last night. I couldn't remember anything because it's I was hard. so nervous. Well, we'll get to last night in a minute. Yeah. But, but yeah, The View was great. We did two back-to-back shows. Um, they were all great. I had a really hard time reading the teleprompter because it was really far away. And did it look like I was like leaning for- forward? It did. It looked like you were sitting up and leaning, sort of leaning forward. But I didn't realize. So you said that they'd pulled it way back, like mm-hmm. it was what? Like it was. It was. It, I was, it was a driver's test. <laughs> like I was going to get my license to drive a eighteen wheeler. <laughs> read the read the fourth line. <laughs> yeah, and it was like the, it was so far, and then I could barely see it, and it because it was behind the wall. You know, the audience oh, was there, oh. and then it was behind the audience. Oh, behind the wall. Oh, way back there. Mm-hmm. And then I started too early because I didn't know that the camera wasn't running. And the, because people were applauding and I just started talking. And they're like, no, 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 wait till it goes on. Then when it went on, I did it. So oh, that no. wasn't that bad of a mistake. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, um, but then I was like leaning forward trying to fucking see what it said. So it was so fucking far. And I'm like, those bitches did that on purpose. Because you know those, you, you know those all, you know, they all have to have bigger than that. Because I can't be the worst <laughs> mm. No, 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 no. My vision can't be that bad, or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't wear glasses though, so. Yeah, I think I think that it's, it's well, it's just it's like hazing. Yeah, you got hazed by the. <laughs> I, I got hazed by really far away. I could read it. I mean, I I could read it, and I, it was okay. 
Um, but part of it was on the teleprompter and part of it was on carts. So it wasn't all provided. Oh, there. okay. So it was, I, I got a little bit stressed out because I just didn't realize. And it was, seemed to be moving back a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. just, like you had to keep looking up at it and, and moving forward to see it. Yeah. But it, but it all came out great. Yeah, it was it was fine and uh, it was so cute. The dogs were so cute. There were so many it was a the dog show. It was a dog show. It was it was, was was really cute dogs with the dog from Annie. So cute. And then I kept petting Jake. I couldn't stop. I couldn't keep my hands off him. Jake is uh, the dog Dirk, of Dirk uh, Bentley's dog. Dirk Bentley. It was so cute. That dog I kept petting him and petting <laughs> him. And I just couldn't stop. Like I was like they got to get the dog off the panel now. <laughs> the dog's like I'm, I'm gonna go backstage. It's so the, do the dog cute. felt like he was he was uh, on top of the pops, and you were Jimmy Savile. I totally Rolf Harris that dog, <laughs> and it was really it was so cute. <laughs> I couldn't keep my hands off. Uh, and then so the adorable. other the other show was great because it was Christina Ricci who was who was so nice, who was so amazing. Afterwards, um, we came off the uh, set, and she said that she's a big fan of mine, and that she and her friend had come see me in Long Beach, and she's been into my work for a while, and that I'm great, and I'm just like, I love you. You're just little like magical, yeah. beautiful thing, and. I'm such a fan too, so I, I adore her. She was really, really sweet. And I do have a Pan Am bag. And so uh, From the TV show? From the TV show. Oh, cool. So Is it like was, a vintage, mm -hmm. retro kind of like bag Airplane. based on what they used to have? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So I was really, I was excited to tell her that. And uh, it was really cute. Everybody's really nice. And, and uh, Whoopi said, I should get the job. And everybody said that, you know, and... Uh, so we'll see. But it is, it is something that makes me nervous because I have built it up so much in my mind... Of like, that this you want to be do. on this show. You mm -hmm. want to be a permanent co-host on The View. Yes. And I'd like to transition my career into doing hosting and doing like uh, that kind of stuff. You know, to me, that's appealing. So I just think it's a really a great thing. And it's really um, something that I'm suited for, that we're both suited for, especially after doing this podcast. This is the kind of thing um, we're great at, you know, yeah. talking to people. Yeah. And having tons of jokes and like the best joke we didn't even get to also which was the man who was uh, caught with a prostitute who <laughs> said he was uh he was getting help from her from for buying tomatoes yeah he got bust it was some guy in the uk right mm -hmm. and the police he had a he had a he had a hooker in his car mm -hmm. and what was his excuse he went shopping at whole foods <laughs> Well, no, that she was getting helping him buy tomatoes. She was he he she was she wasn't there to be a prostitute. She was there to help him get find tom tomatoes. So they went to Whole Foods, <laughs> which is Jim's joke, which is so genius, and and they wouldn't even let me tell because it was too there wasn't enough time. So I just told Whoopi, and she left. They didn't even get to that. that, that they didn't get to topic, the subject. But, so. but Whoopi thought it was funny, right? Yeah. She really as long as you make that's the thing. Sometimes you just as long as you make Whoopi laugh, she laughs. A that's lot. good, right? She's great. They're all great, and um, they're all really funny. And I don't ever want to think, oh, is this a contest to see? It's almost like a weird contest. It's like a it's a reality show into an unto itself. Like it's a the the actual selection of somebody and oh, the kind to, of to fill the next seat. You mean? Yeah, yeah. It feels like a very very sophisticated survivor. <laughs> it sort of is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a survivor, but but most people don't know they're playing. Mm-hmm. Very long term. Or you don't know who the other players are. No. Yeah. And I don't so. know what the game is, and I'm yeah. not sure exactly what to do. And uh, 
I'm just happy to go. I'm happy to go be a part of it. I'm happy to just be there. Well, they um, love you there, and I think the, I think the fans of the show love you there, mm -hmm. and your fans want you to be there. Yeah, and I I love doing it. And if I get this, then uh, we will go move to New York, and uh, we will have um, apartments here, and we will have a life here that we haven't had before. So that's a new thing, a new chapter in our lives. Well, there's, great. There, there's only one thing that, that would concern anyone is about New York, and that is the rent is too is damn, damn high. high. Well, we're going to have to actually has, ask him. I've called him four times, okay? Yeah, yeah. Each time, different situation. <laughs> this is this is Jimmy McMillan, mm -hmm. who is running for mayor of New York City. He ran a, we he ran a few years ago for governor of New York uh, on the rent is too damn high party and uh, became very famous off of that. Mm -hmm. And his position is that it's unaffordable for the average person to be yes. able to it's not just the rent, it's everything else associated everything with it. Everything is high. And we spoke to him a few weeks ago but we wanted to sort of get in and, and clarify a few things and talk to him uh, a bit more. But uh, you've been calling him uh, and you get a different him. thing each time. Yeah, and uh, it's either the phone keeps ringing, or the phone is disconnected, or it's his machine, or it just um, just hangs up. So I don't know what's going on. We've left two messages now, and pretty much we're waiting for him to call. I mean, we have a limited time. We have until about four or so, because we're leaving. Three, three. We mm, leave at three. Yeah. So so we're going to um, Hoboken, then we'll get to this all this wonderful stuff later, but. Um, we we don't have a lot of time, but we're going to spend the time waiting for him. But yesterday was like such a great day because, you know, we had a great time at The View, you know, and then I was like kind of like relaxed and like, okay, I'm ready to take on the rest of the day. Because the rest of the day was us podcasting yeah. and then just kind of being social, which is great. Mm -hmm. And podcasting to me is very social. Yes. It, well, it's like having, it's having people over for a chat. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, it's like, a uh, you know, like just conversations on the run. Yeah. Well we, well, we talked to a couple of people when we got to the hotel. In fact, your room wasn't ready, so we just, because we're so on the go, mm -hmm. we had a chat in the, um, in the lobby. In the lobby with the lovely lady. While we lady, had lunch. Lady. Yeah, we had lunch. We had, we, we, we lunched with a lady. <laughs> the and lady then, <laughs> we got kicked out. Well, we got kicked out, but they're very apologetic. I've been staying here at this hotel for like 20 something years, and uh, I act like I own the place, but really... It's not very good to do. And I, I, I didn't get permission to record anything in the lobby. And they asked me to stop recording because they, they, you know, they're just, they, they just don't want that, you know. They don't want, they need to get people to have permission. And I felt really bad about it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, so we, but we had plenty. So we could end right there. Yeah. And then I had another interview up here um, with somebody else. These guys who, it was great. And then we had a short break. And then we had, um, which, by the way, Bunny is hilarious. Yes. And so smart. And political. Mm hmm And really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and very, really very smart and knowledgeable. So smart. And, and endearing. And acts like a really, acts like real dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's really smart. But that's, that's how a lot of blondes get by, right? They put on a dumb act. Mm hmm But they're so smart behind it. She's so, so, so funny and mean. She used to call uh, Vaginal Cream Davis... And leave messages on her uh, voicemail <laughs> or answering machine. This is how long ago it was. And Lady Bunny would call, and she'd be like, "Oh, honey, you don't, you don't have friends. Why don't you answer your phone, honey? Nobody <laughs> likes you. 
you're ugly. And you have Mrs. AIDS. <laughs> and then she would hang up. And um and I would be la- I would be dying laughing because Vaj would play the message and then and then Vaj would look up from the machine and she'd go, I didn't know AIDS was married. <laughs> you Mrs. AIDS. Which is like the most ridiculous Mrs. Mrs. You have Mrs. AIDS. I, it's so hilarious. <laughs> like, I can't even... Is, is that recording... I would wish that recording was still available. Well, we should have... I should have asked Benny about it. We should have it as a sort of an outro. Mrs. A. Yeah. But it was a long explanation of you should answer your phone because everybody hates you. <laughs> You're ugly. Now, wait a minute. This isn't Benny's southern draw. And Mrs. AIDS is a horse. <laughs> That is married to Mr. AIDS. <laughs> I don't know the Mr. AIDS in question. All I know is that Mrs. AIDS you know, you is know, what you, you have. You know, Mr. AIDS, the talking virus. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's so funny. <laughs> it's so incredible. So, but but it was all good natured. It wasn't it wasn't bitchy. It was just oh, no, no. silliness, right? No, it was just the most That's really so stupid thing. Funny. Like, how could you say that AIDS is married? And because Badge is like, I didn't know AIDS was married. I'm gonna call her back. <laughs> save the date. <laughs> it's very save the date. But it's like guess, AIDS is married. Guess who's getting hitched? <laughs> AIDS is married. It's so the, their sense of humor is so. Makes me laugh, just dying laughing. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. AIDS. They're really funny guys. Vaginal uh, cream Davis. We should also have no. a, a part of this. Well, the as name well. it's the name alone, Vaginal yeah. Cream Davis. Well, Vag was my first opener. Uh, I actually brought Vag to Carnegie Hall. Wow! And um, they made a big fuss because part of part of the Vag opening her opening number is she would have a she would look for, in the audience for a beautiful white guy where they would call the victim. And then she would cover his uh, feet in sh- uh, sh- uh, cream, whipped cream, and she would eat the whipped cream off of their feet and then suck their toes. It was, it was a ruse. I mean, it was just a way to get dick, you know? And um, so in Carnegie Hall, the people that run Carnegie Hall, is a very beautiful, elegant, um, uh, hollowed place to perform. You know, it's mm-hmm. most classical music and... Stuff like that, you know. But they were like, "You can, you're gonna do what?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't do anything. I just talk." But my opener, and they were like, "Oh no, you're not gonna do that." And then it was a huge thing. And then we they had to cover the floor in like a plastic thing, which I wish they had done at the Laughing Skull when um, Brent Starr and those guys wrestled. Yes. But they they made such a huge production about getting the floor covered with something, and then um, you know he d- he did it, and I thought it was quite punk rock and really great you know mm-hmm. that he did it there but uh it was a fun it was when we were traveling with jay ho do you remember jay ho he was my tour manager no he's my uh first tour manager too he was a great guy but he uh was like you know trying to help help everybody out and it was a very difficult thing to do so when we go back to carnegie hall we won't have those problems we'll just be talking maybe yeah. playing music yeah that's i'm just trying to figure like that's the so you had to tell Carnegie Hall that there was going to be whipped cream. Yeah, and they were like, "No, there's mm-hmm. not. That's not 
that's not happening, basically, is what they said. That's hilarious. We well, okay, but I, I, I digress from Mrs. Aids. So we, <laughs> God. Mrs. Aids, yes, Mrs. Aids is married. <laughs> We've confirmed that, and uh, now we can move on from that. The, uh, uh, Bunny is great, and Bunny always makes me really laugh a lot. And uh, we've done a bunch of shows together. And she actually tried to get me here for the big um, show that they had. And I'm so stupid that I was like. I don't know if I can get off work. I don't, you know, I didn't realize what, what the show was. And instead of me, they got share. Wow. So wow. <laughs> it's like, I didn't realize what kind of money. Yeah. You, Cause you know, you, when, when your friend is offering you a gig, you never know what, it, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to go, well, how you, would whatever, but it, you don't want to go, are we in share? Are we talking share, share, share area? Yeah. But uh, we already had the gig with Frog in Jacksonville. Oh, that we was already there. booked. Oh, that so was, yeah. Well, you I couldn't, couldn't disappoint do it. those lovely people. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And that had been booked for such a long time. So there was yeah. no way that I wasn't going to do that. But it was just kind of like, and, but I also didn't ask. And she's like, girl, text me and I'll let you know what the budget is. And I never did. So I never thought. Just fucking email it to me. It's not going to be that. Because I thought it was some drag show, and but it turned out to be uh, fucking, they got it was, Cher. It was Cher? Yeah. That was the bill. Cher, who else? Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> Ms. AIDS. Ms. <laughs> AIDS. It's like, it, it, it's like it, was, it was a star-studded, and Mr. AIDS, you know, he doesn't really come out. He doesn't like, because he like, doesn't like to be Mr. AIDS. <laughs> Cause he he took her last name. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I, I wanted. I just want to hear him say Mrs. AIDS. We should call him. Well, I don't think he's 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 yeah. on a, he's on a plane. We'll call him. I we'll keep, Skype I him. Saying he, I feel like an asshole. Well, he is a he is, is yes, a he and I a know. she, and I mean, I think it's it's very walk in the wild side. Yeah, he's very. Who do you know? I don't know. Maybe Lou, maybe Lou Reed. Maybe Lou Reed. Anyway, although well, I don't know. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if we can talk about this. Let's all cut that out. Yeah. But it just popped um, in my mind. Maybe. But he just had a liver transplant. He did. Yeah. He was really sick. Did he have cirrhosis? Mm, I'm not like sure what it, I think. I'm not sure what it was. But I think <sighs> he just had like an emergency. Something. Anyway, well, that's off the subject. Is that going to so, be in the Hard Rock? They're going to put his liver. They're going to the put it in the. It's going to be a stool. <laughs> I mean, they should put some of this shit in like a hard rock. Like they need to put, I don't know, uh, the, that liver. Well, that's the shit you really want to see. Yeah, I mean, I would put my liver, because my liver is going to definitely come out and go somewhere. So I think, it, you know, I need a new liver. Not immediately, but I bet I'm going to need one. But it's in the running. It, I'm not, you know, I'm not even that to drink that much, but it's just that like, I don't think I have a good one to start off with. So Right. It's just a... Uh, feeling but i didn't realize that he had he had surgery something like that that's why he had to cancel uh coachella oh that's too bad but let me that's think. too bad but i i am um, i don't uh i i oh uh, yeah so lady bunny was great then i had an interview and then um we had vincent come over yes who i'm thinking vincent we need to team up also with paul jimmy is a bit of a 
Jimmy's a bit of a, we don't really know or we're not sure when we're going to see uh, Jimmy. Right. So, right. but my idea is that we bring Paul Foot together with Earl Slick um, and possibly David Bowie. That would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be brilliant. So, because I, I think it would be great to um, go around, hang around Earl Slick, and then uh, I know that Bowie is a fan. And um, so build that relationship to, to some degree that we can bring Paul around. And also, I think Paul would be very good around Vincent. Yes, yes, yes. Because Paul is like, because it's a, cause Paul is so light and Vincent is so dark. Yeah, absolutely. Vincent does painting mm-hmm. and his medium is uh, he, he, usually his own human blood. Yes, could you imagine a wonderful portrait of Paul in blood? Oh, my God. It would be so cute. It would be so cute. I might cry. Mm-hmm. I might cry. I might freak out. That, that would be pretty wild. But he's very, very dark, whereas Paul is all light. Paul is all light, and then Vincent is all dark, but there is a, there is a silliness to Vincent that I think... I know it's there. I know yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, yeah, because we walked over to, after we, we, t- we talked to Vincent, we had a great chat, and we walked over to the gallery, which mm-hmm. is in, S- no, Soho? Uh-huh, Luka, yeah, yeah, maybe, little, yeah, Soho. To Soho towards downtown. Mm-hmm. But I did see something great on the wall of a coffee shop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I pointed it out. Yes. It was a painting of Ella Fitzgerald. And Paul Foot loves Ella Fitzgerald. He loves Ella Fitzgerald. But this, is, this was refashioned to be Nutella. Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a jar, I think, a label, a Nutella Fitzgerald. Which <laughs> we're going to try and get a, 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 a photo of that and tweet that out. We have Nutella to. Fitzgerald. Nutella Fitzgerald is really good. It's so good. We, well, we'll walk by there and we'll get a photo. Yeah, we'll get a picture. We want to go Because we're going to go back and see... We want to go the by painting. and see Vince's painting in the light and when nobody is around. And actually, I want to go say hi to Kevin, who's the owner of that gallery oh, and cool. also the um, proprietor of that that uh, tattoo parlor. Parlor. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, that was last night. But we went. We, so we, we we had a really good nice time, really great time with Vincent. Uh, we explained to everyone that Vincent is so handsome, gets a lot of pussy. You know that dude lays waste. <laughs> lays waste. <laughs> And um, we made a little bit of a visual, visual joke about it. You can't really tell, but we're going to put out a little bit of a poster. You'll see later. This will make sense. Um, but it's kind of a Spock thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how that came about. I can't we really explain it. Well, because he, um, he's got facial hair that it's, it's, he takes this sort of mustache. It's, it's, it, the middle part, I believe, is shaved down. And I, I think it's just ball, a bald there because he eats so much pussy. It's just the, the follicles have worn <laughs> down. Right. <laughs> it's killed them. Yes. And he's got like a, an elegant uh, Spock-like Zachary Quinto face. Yes. Really elegant. And um, sort of a Spock-like demeanor. So we were sort of thinking like the live long and prosper hand. Right. But instead of uh, putting your tongue uh, into like the, you know, the universal sort of sign for cunnilingus, you would make the live long and prosper hand and then put your tongue in there. The Star Trek one. <laughs> The Star Trek, like, you That's know, that it. V. So, it's, I know it's a very hard to explain, but maybe if you did it to yourself in the mirror, you would really laugh. But we'll, we'll show you later. But that's going to be, yeah, we might do a poster of that. We're going to have to do a poster of that. 
Um, we were at that party. And we saw Bob Gruen. We didn't talk to him. I know him, but we have to podcast him. Great rock photographer. I, I think he's amazing. You, you, um, you may not know the name straight off, but you know his work. He did the iconic pictures of John Lennon in New York City. I think he did the New York City shot in front of the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and a lot of pictures of the Clash, a lot of pictures of the CBGB punk scene, Ramones, mm-hmm, everyone. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Yeah, that documented all of that. Yeah, and so um, we've got to talk to him. But and and um, we uh, we spoke yesterday to Earl Slick. We haven't seen him yet, but Earl Slick was the guy, the guitarist that replaced Mick Ronson. On um, the Spiders from Mars tour, he was there for Thin White Duke. He was there for Station to Station. He was there for Bowie all the way through till now. He just did Bowie's last record. Wow! So he's um, how cool is that? Yeah, he's a great guitarist and and a great musician and a really awesome dude. And so he's very excited to do our podcast, and so we can we can talk to him at length about all this stuff because you know he's musical history, and we see these guys. Oh, he's in the New York Dolls now. All right. Who um, we saw a guy last night could have been in the Dolls. He could have been Michael Debar. Yeah, I'm not sure who he was. He lo- he just looked rock and roll though. He looked rock and roll, and I, he also looked like Barry from Snowtown Murders. <laughs> I was like, say hello say, to Barry. Say hello to Barry, mate. Say hello to Barry, mate. Although I put it out to you last time we were here, there's a the, on the cabs they have uh, the 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 ads for flash dancers. And the other, the other topless uh, strip clubs, but there's mm-hmm. one called New York Dolls. Uh huh. <laughs> and my my uh, my hope is that it's all blokes who look like uh, David Johansson <laughs> stripping so in there. <laughs> like you go in and you're like, what the fuck is this? It's so it's just so amazing. New York Dolls. It's the it's New York Dolls. It's seventies glam <laughs> male strippers. I love I, it. Like, what the fuck did I come into? So New York good. Dolls, because that's what New York Dolls strip club should be. That's what it this should Blokes. look like. Yeah, yeah. And some guys from Hanoi Rocks when the you know when it gets really big. <laughs> Maybe that guy was from Hanoi Rocks. Something, yeah. But there were so many rock people at that party. It was a ama- Miss. Well, it was Miss Guy's party. It was our friend Miss Guy, who is a fan of the podcast and our good good friend, and um, also uh, well Debbie Harry, who is his um, his his mom, sort mm. of, and she was lovely. That was amazing because I was talking to somebody and I turned around and there you were with Debbie Harry. Yeah, who is gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful, brilliant. Uh, 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 just a, 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 a trendsetter. Yeah, she's incredible. And she didn't clear up. Well, she did say that Chris Stein had never taken a shit in the tour bus. It's contrary to John Roberts, who just, said Chris you, Stein. You just went there. You just you were like uh, you were like sixty minutes. Yeah. You just said, Debbie Harry, I have to ask you this question: Did Chris Stein like at a party? Did yeah. Chris Stein shit on the tour bus? Because that's the information that we've we've had yeah. in an affidavit. <laughs> Somebody signed that and had it notarized. And she threw her head back and laughed. <laughs> that's and I because I thought she would go, I can't talk about that. She was fucking she her head went back and she was laughing. Yeah. And she goes, No, he's never shit on the tour. Because apparently it is absolutely forbidden to yeah. shit on a tour bus. You can't shit on the tour bus. And and Dirk Bentley yesterday, country superstar. I talked to him in, about it also, and he said, "No, no, 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 oh, you really? don't shit on the tour bus." Wow. He said the, the dog has shit on the tour bus, but not any, many yeah, people. Dog, yeah, not any people. And then I said that, well, I have um, 
crop dusted the tour bus in that I farted while walking. And I like to, what I like to do, because I usually sleep in the back lounge, I like to crop dust the bunks. Because I go from the front to the back and I crop dust and then I go to my back lounge and then I shut the door. Ooh. Shuts closed. <laughs> it's closed. And I then just I just picture Cary Grant running, <laughs> running through the cornfield as. Yeah. <laughs> just crop dusting. As John, John and I both did that. But John told us that Chris Stein took a shit in the tour bus. And so now we have conflicting information. And Debbie could not confirm it either way. So we have to go to the source. She didn't think it had happened. Mm-hmm. She so. did not think it had happened. But she's so cool that she would just be like, no, yes, no. She, you know, was like, that didn't happen, but we can open up to an investigation. Yeah. I think it's ongoing. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to look into this even more. Yeah, because we don't have an answer yet. <laughs> I'm not satisfied with, with the conclusions of, uh, of what we, we're... We're like history's detectives on PBS. We're, <laughs> we're getting down to the bottom. The, the true bottom. The true, bo- the the true, true bottom, bottom of the story. Of the story. <laughs> and then, okay, so we, we were at this party. Then we, went, we, we saw this guy really sweet. Uh, Debbie and Harry's beautiful. And Parker Debbie Parker. Harry and the beautiful, beautiful gorgeous Parker, Parker Posey. Posey. Who I just mean, ran just up. Who just so ran sweet. up all of a sudden. So pretty. And um, I haven't seen her since like 1994 or 1995. And I, I, I really love her. I love her work. And I think she's beautiful. And she's really nice, you know. And we all took a picture together. Yeah. You know, and she was just playful and mm-hmm. sweet. Silly. Sweet and silly. And it was like, I, I was like, I, I want to hang out with you, but we have to leave. Yeah. Which is so stupid, I know. But we have Wouldn't to it be great to here. hang out with her? Yeah. Because I don't know her and I was stood next to her. Yeah. And she said to me, because we were, we, the, the photographer was taking pictures, she says, I'm going to do a faraway look. And she looked to the other, looked away and didn't look straight in. And it was just so funny how she did it. So like, cute. I'm just going to be like silly and look the other way. And she told me that. Like, <laughs> I don't so know. Cute. Like, she doesn't know me. And she was just so cool. And then the photographer got mad, like, no, look, look at me in the camera. <laughs> like, she, so got, cute. she got busted. She got but busted. But it was so funny. She goes, I'm just going to do a faraway look. And she looked away. So cute. She's so pretty and nice. And it would have been nice to talk to her further. There was so many people at that party that we Everywhere you looked, there was somebody brilliant. But we had uh, plans um, and that that, that could not be, uh, it was tough. So we we had to go to Brooklyn. We got our car. It was hard to leave that party because it was like a lot of things happening. But we knew there was more. So we went to Brooklyn to the bust 20th anniversary party that I had been invited to. And uh, we went, and it was very impressive people uh, there. Uh, Harmar superstar, Sibo um, Mato, uh, Gloria Steinem was there, our old fr- friend uh, Liz Winstead, our old friends uh, David Cross and Amber Tamblin. Um, you know, quite a few uh, luminaries. Um, but the, the best part, this is the best part. Well, there was one thing that happened that pissed me off. We were waiting in line for drinks, and this girl cut right in front of us. But the worst part about it was she turned around to ask her friends what they wanted after she had cut. Mm-hmm. And we're fucking just standing there. We're standing there. And then the friend cuts through you and me yeah. to walk up there like we were completely invisible. And I wanted to go, you bitches fucking cut. But it's a feminist event. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anything. But to women aren't supposed alcohol. to do that to women. Right? <laughs> right. But it happened. There were a couple of young bitches. I was f- pissed off. So we went around, we went around the corner, we just I'll got water. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. So sometimes you got to call a bitch out. Yeah, these bitches were bitches. I'm, I'm lowering my bitch vocals. Mm-hmm. 
to say, bitch, please. Because <laughs> they, cut, they cut you off. They cut me off. To, and, they, you know, I was going to say something, but I was like also too tired. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. So we went it around. Wasn't, it wasn't worth it, Miss AIDS. <laughs> Miss AIDS. Miss, Miss, so. Miss AIDS. Mrs. At, at that event, it was Ms. AIDS. Yeah, it was Ms. AIDS. It was so stupid. So we went and we got water and then we went backstage and we saw Liz. We saw Amber. Uh, we saw David. Um, and uh, Amber told me a, a story that they were having sex. David and uh, Amber were having sex to her music and all my comedy is on her iPod. And uh, then my comedy came on and she made him, forced him to continue to have sex with her. Which <laughs> is great. That might, yeah, that might be, it would be difficult because it's, it, it's, it's jarring in the juxtaposition yeah. of any kind of spoken word. Yeah, yeah. In that moment. Because someone, I think anything sometimes can throw it off. Yeah. Or maybe that's just for me because I have, you know. I, bad, bad concentration. Well, I can't listen to music while having sex. I yeah, think, yeah, I think yeah. It's or it's going to be something very just so like in the background and very just. They're two very separate things. It's kind of like watching TV or something like that. I pay much more attention um, to things happening auditorily than physically. So it's actually a problem if I t- take the time to like play music or whatever. I, I, mm. I can't do that because I get so confused but if there is music and then all of a sudden stand-up comes on yeah jarring but she wouldn't let it stop she like kept going so did he, did i wonder if he wanted to go i'm gonna go hit shuffle no no I, you're not going anywhere yeah I you're think not going so. anywhere i think it was that kind of a situation mm. so no, no um, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna no <laughs> you leave you don't come back yeah i that think it was something thing. like that and we're gonna listen to this we're doing it so it's good <laughs> She's so pretty. And uh, I remember before she met him and uh, she asked me, she said, do you know Dave Cross? And I was like, yeah. She said, he's the, he's the best. I go, yeah, he's really funny. And then they met and they got married. Oh, seriously? Which like really she nice. was asking about, mm-hmm. about him? And I was like, yeah, he's great. I didn't he's know they great. were married. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. They got married. Um, Yola Tango played at their wedding. Um, uh, their wedding was covered in a lot of blogs. Yeah. Because it was very stylish and very, very indie and mm-hmm. hipster so that that's cool you know um he also owns a restaurant up the street from my house in right. atlanta right so um but we had we had a nice talk with them but the best part we go backstage who nels klein is tuning his guitar nels klein of wilco nels klein is back there with glenn kotke of wilco oh my favorite band and then a band that you want to join or at least be a, t- a, a a rotating satellite member. Yeah, I I, I want to. There they are. I, I I can't even talk about. I'm so I love them so much that once I saw them, immediately I wanted to throw up. Like it was that feeling that I had the other night of like I'm gonna be sick and the, I had to come to the air from the airport. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like I'm gonna be sick again. And at this point, there's no pasta or great wine to settle that stomach. No, it's just I got to just, just gotta deal handle with it. it. I just had to handle it, and I was just so excited and they were so nice and um me uh, uh miho and yuko were there from sibomato and they were so nice and i was talking to them i was it was like remember i'm interviewed like 20 years ago almost 
and uh, we were talking about the interview. Yeah. And uh, they were just, they could could not be sweeter. They were just so affectionate and kind, and, and Nels had remembered that we had met before. Because mm-hmm. um, he's married to... He's married to Yuko, Yuko, and they had come to a John Bryan show that I was in. I think we did it together. We were both part, like I was in the beginning and he was at the end or something like that. Something to that effect. But he, it was at Largo when he was there. And Was he in Wilco at the time? He was in Wilco. And uh, he, uh, I think, how oh, it's like two years ago. Mm. So it's not that long ago. Oh, okay. Um, one of my last few times there in, in uh, Los Angeles. But he uh, was so nice and, and Glenn was so nice. And then I met, I met Glenn's wife. And, um, Glenn was great because he was worried because... He's worried about it because the the the, the music of Siba Mato was much. Uh, it it they he said they none of them had rehearsed this, mm-hmm. and uh, he was really scared about doing it. So good. But he was fantastic, he was and he fantastic. was so great to talk with. Yeah, he was so cool, big fan so of nice. yours, so nice. And uh, we were just chatting back there and yeah. having a laugh. He so was telling incredible. me telling me stuff about the tour. We were just talking, and I told him we'd been since. And he was there. He and Nels were were very um, impressed that we'd been to the Cincinnati show a few weeks before. Oh yeah, yeah, wow! Like they were like, oh, you went to those shows? Yeah. Like yeah, this is serious. This is this. Oh, is, this is lifestyle. This is a this is a mission. This is a quest. Yeah, yeah, and that we're going tonight, and we're going tomorrow, and we're going to get back, backstage passes from those guys. We're going to um, go to these shows. It's going to be so exciting. But it it's like. You know, they, they were the most generous, kind, um, sweet, uh, not, you know, not like rock stars you expect. Like they, they were just, they were fans. Like they were fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, you had a lot of fans back there. Everybody was excited. They were so nice. Everybody was like, there was a buzz because people kept coming over to like, can I take a picture? Like, like famous people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, um, Vanessa Bayer, who was on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. It was really great. Yeah. She was really sweet. She just wanted to come over and like, can I get a picture with you? She was really cool. In fact, she took the picture of us Mm -hmm. with Glenn, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said, will you you take a picture? So she aided in that, but she was very cool. She but was I just really want to throw sweet. That out. She was really nice, and she's very, very funny on it. There's some great cast members on SNL, and some great, some great women on there mm-hmm. who were really good. But uh, she was all into it. But yeah, getting to meet Glenn and Nels yeah. was really great. I mean, they're my favorite members of Wilco. I, I mean, I love the whole band, of course. And we haven't met uh, Jeff Tweedy yet. We, we Jeff Tweedy. Um, but it Th- does that. That might be in the offing. Let's yeah, see what happens. We'll see what happens. But all, now, so, you know, today we have tickets to go to Hoboken. We're going to see their show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like uh, after tomorrow, we're going to see them again. I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, okay, we're going to see what happens. I, I told them I would like to join the band. And then they were like, you have to ask Glenn. And Glenn was like, okay. You're in. You're in. You're in the band. <laughs> it sounds like it's a, it's on. It's a done deal. I, I just, I... I just love them so much, mm-hmm. and um, but they were cool. See, you were a little bit afraid. Mm-hmm. Your 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 stomach was upset mm-hmm. because you know here, here you are in the presence of these of these people that you love. Mm-hmm. How are they going to be? And they right. were so brilliant. They were brilliant, and sometimes when you're in that situation, it can be really sort of troubling and a really sort of difficult thing. So you never really know how it's going to go. Um, but they did say that there's going to be a very very special guest in uh, the show and we were just trying to guess who could it be I don't know if you're on tour with Bob Dylan 
Who do you get excited about? Who's bigger than who, Bob Dylan? Who's big, he's bigger than I, I don't know. Who's who's on par with with Bob? Who is who is a living genius? Uh, uh, yeah, you can't even the words can't even express. Stephen how Hawking. Stephen Hawking is going to going to come out and do a duet. <laughs> All along the watchtower. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he'll do some. Oh, wildcat growl. He'll do some MIDI stuff. Some space age stuff. <laughs> I oh. wonder who it could be. Who is it going to be? I don't know. I can't imagine. Like, who's bigger than? So we have our we have our sort of thoughts. It's going to be Springsteen, McCartney. Well, Br- Br- well Bruce Springsteen, I just checked, is in the UK. Mm-hmm. So unless he's going to. Unless he's going to do a Phil Collins at Live Aid and come back mm, mm-hmm. and then go right back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be. I don't know. Paul McCartney, two days ago, was in Quebec. So Paul is a good... Up in uh, eastern Canada. So like an hour away Possible. on a private jet. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 then there's Elvis Costello, I suggested, but I, I don't... I wonder where he's at. Is I don't... He, does he live in uh, uh, NYC area? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that might he be lives it. in New York. That might be it. Um, I, I, I see. It's weird because I just can't imagine who those guys get excited about. I want to say like, well, maybe Jimmy Page, Mr. Jimmy Page. You know, I'm not might. sure where he's about, but I don't see him being in that circle. Yeah, he's a little, well. John, I see. You know, John Paul. I've seen John Paul Jones play with Nels and John. Ryan. I can see that because John so Paul Jones. He's a, he's a muso who just yeah. jumps in with everyone. He's around. But something happened to Jimmy Page because he got very elegant as he got older, and his mm-hmm. hair is very white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually pulled back in that ponytail. Have mm-hmm. you seen him? He looks like Japanese George Washington now. <laughs> I think he needs to borrow um, a hair clip from Pen Pen Gillette. <laughs> um, he totally looks like Japanese George Washington. <laughs> it's amazing. But, Is his face on the yen? <laughs> He's so perfect. Um, but but the other the other thought I uh, the other consideration I had is that uh, Keith Richards lives in Connecticut. Right. So that's so maybe Keith mm-hmm. will jump on the train and bring his guitar down. And yeah. Who knows? Who knows? There's, there's, uh, there's you, many. You, you, you know. I, well, I'm thinking huge. Yeah, because huge. They, yeah, because made these it. guys were like, mm, you know, it's a big deal. Guess what? Something big's gonna happen. So, but they wouldn't say, and we didn't ask. We didn't. We, you know, we didn't want to put them in that we position. We didn't cry. Of, of although, like they gave it out. Although they were like, do you want to know? Do you want to know? And I was like, did they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I Nels didn't, I didn't hear that. Should we? Should I? I go. No, no. Let it be a surprise. And, uh, it's like not knowing the birth of the royal baby. I know. We don't know what the... Is it going to be a boy or a girl? <laughs> we don't know. Just surprise me. It just surprised me because it's like the, the show enough is like that we get to go. The fact that we get to get, get to backstage is like unbelievable. We were just going to go anyway. Yeah. And um, I think that this show, actually, we have to do a two-parter because we have to keep these mics here and we have to report when we get back what yeah, happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back and tell you. Is the guest tonight in Hoboken yeah. or is it in Jones Beach? I think it's, it is tonight. It is okay. tonight. Okay. So we'll come back and talk about Well, that's to why I thought Springsteen because it's New Jersey. That's what I thought too. But he's definitely on tour in, in the UK. But he's off tonight. Maybe he had to come back for some shit. And it wouldn't be Steven Tyler. 
No, because he's, he not, doesn't connect to. It's that. It not that he doesn't connect to that rock and roll world, but the Americana Rama thing. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I just can't even. I don't think if it's not McCartney, um, a Rolling Stone, if it's not, if it's not Springsteen. I mean, Springsteen would be the obvious one, but he's a what? Yeah. But a I lot of who, who, who else? Who else do you go? Holy shit! This person's co- going to come in tonight. I don't know. That, that, yeah. You know, it, I'm basing it on you're on tour with Bob Dylan. Right. That's the thing. So who blows your mind beyond that? Who else is there? It would have to be a Beatle. It would have to be a Beatle. It would have to be a Paul. It would have to be if Paul McCartney was in Quebec on the 23rd of July. Mm-hmm. That's he. I would come straight down to New York I if know. I was Paul. I bet it's him. I think it's going to be him, and, and and we'll 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 clear this up later. What if we're completely wrong? What if it's Weird Al Yankovic? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> that, I, because they those guys would get as excited about him. <laughs> they really would. What if it's Mrs. Aids? <laughs> what? If, <laughs> she came, honey. She finally came. He's coming to get you. Well, also, and and we have to. I have to add this too. We um, you're kind of test driving an outfit for the festival. Oh, okay. I'm wearing these short, short shorts that go up my butt. But however, I have made a slight solution. I have a little fanny pack that I think can cover it. Um, I I don't like to wear too much of a sexual uh, signal kind of an outfit. I'm not a sexual signaler as a, a female. I uh, do not want to flaunt what I'm not prepared. I don't want my ass to write a check, my mouth can't cash, or vice versa. <laughs> the vice versa. Because some people will deposit anywhere. <laughs> the, the way banking is now, they'll, they can deposit anywhere. <laughs> so I, I don't... I, either one, they'll choose. Either one, they'll choose. I don't want to... <laughs> you know, I don't like to put it forth, but I do like to look good. And I have a pair of shorts that are very short, short, goat my butt. And I. They're extremely. Short. Suggestively short. So up my butt short. But I think it's okay because the rest of my outfit is really. You've balanced it out with this great, like, sort of, like, very fringy mm-hmm. saddle bag type thing yeah. that, that, that sort of hang on the hips. Yeah. It looks great. Thank you. So I think it'll be okay. Because you, know? because you catch the whole thing. You're like, hey, oh, hmm. yeah. It kind of deflects. It's kind of a thing. So you're not going, look at that ass. You know, cause, but for the most part, like when I bought them at the Americana. <laughs> oh, in, the mall, in Glendale. Yeah. I put them on and Scott Silverman, another friend of the Monsters of Talk, was behind me going, woo, oh, <laughs> like madcap behind. <laughs> Visually just sort of like cataloging all the reactions of all the people of my ass. Yes. Yeah. And then even my husband commented, who never comments on anything that I wear. He was like, oh, no. Because he's he's seen plenty. Yeah. (laughs) And then he saw that. That's what got him to go. Oh. Yeah. He was like, oh, those are short. (laughs) They, they They are shorter than the average short pants. Yeah. So they're shockingly short. However, I think I've diffused it. But we are still going to go do a test drive downtown, lower Manhattan. So that's our mission. We have to go to see Vincent's painting. Right. We're going to go blood, see his painting. In blood. 
in blood. And then we're going to uh, test drive these shorts. We're going to try to find Jimmy. Jimmy McMillan in the East Village, because that's where he he's, he's going to be. Around. And I, that's where I found him. I found him the other night on right. the street. I think we should go to Mogador, and I think that's where it's going to be. That street. Yeah. So I want to eat at Mogador anyway. Okay. Um, and then uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to go to the show. And then we will come back and talk to you and let you know. What happened? Oh, my God. We just just got back. <laughs> we just walked in. We just walked in the door. I thought, um, well, we just had the most amazing time at the uh, Americanorama. I can't even talk. We walked for miles today. Yeah. Miles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, we, we didn't know uh, what was going to happen. We didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, Glenn had gotten us backstage passes. So we, we took the train there, which um, was uh, very easy. It's quite close. Yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, we were right there. We were there, there were like two stops. We were so close. So we got there and, um, you know, we got there like right when it opened and then, we just walked in, you know, first um, somebody from the local camp came, uh, sort of like drove by us in a golf cart and said that they were not going to come till like 6.30. And then they just gave us our passes. Uh, we couldn't go backstage with them at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we watched um, great. Ryan Bingham was great. Yeah, really great. He was really great. He was really surprisingly like rock and roll. Like I thought he was more sort of country, but mm-hmm. actually it was maybe more on the theme of like um, Ryan Adams. He was really, really great mm-hmm. and really, really like tough mm-hmm. and very hard, hard songs, mm-hmm. hard like subject matter, mm-hmm. lots of his stuff about addiction and, and beating all that stuff. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was beautiful. He was beautiful. And then we walked around. We had a hot dog. We... um Look to people. Um, it was very. It, it was very. It didn't seem like New York City, even no. though New York City was very, very close. Well, that the brilliance was. We were down by the river, and the Manhattan skyline was in the background mm-hmm. of everything. But yeah, it, it still seemed kind of. It, it seemed kind of different, not New York in a way. No, it was. It was. It was really um, its own thing, you know, and. Um, so we watched um, we watched My Morning Jacket, who were great, and it was like um, they 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 were so they it was different from seeing them in the shed in Cincinnati because it was like the sound was much more dispersed. Yeah. So it was definitely like a different feeling, and they were just great. They're a beautiful band. Mm. They're uh, sweethearts, and yeah, but. Um, it was beautiful to watch them. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Like, because they're, they're so great musically. Mm-hmm. And then visually, they're like, they're so striking. Because once again, Jim James had his his towel on his head. His towel. Uh, for his hair. to like, because he must just sweat so much. And then he put his jacket on. That that very Technicolor dream coat it's that he wears. It's a sapphire color. It's almost uh, Sergeant Pepper beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very Sergeant Pepper beef. But, um, and, uh, you know, we were just enjoying the, the people and enjoying the show and walking around. There was one guy that was really fucked up that couldn't stand and he took <laughs> off his shoe and like shook it out. And then like, I think a pipe fell out like, and he gave it to his friend. He, his buddy snuck in a pipe, right? In the guy's shoe. 
Yeah, but they're going to like put that on their mouth. Or it was a shoehorn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't. That's the thing. That's the thing that gets me as a not a drug person. The where where a lot of stuff has to be smuggled. You you really are addicted when you're going to put your mouth on something that's had. This has been in that guy's disgusting shoe shoe under his sock. In a top cider, it's been banging around <laughs> in that guy's top top cider without a sock, and he's fucked up. He can't even stand up. That guy was just so fucked up. He was so fucked up. Which he was our fucked up guy for this show, the equivalent of the guy, the fucked up guy at the at the. If you listen to to our uh, Americana Rama, uh, <laughs> Cincinnati uh, wrap, up wrap up Cincinnati, we had a fucked up guy there. A really fucked up guy who the ghost of a good looking man lay upon his face. Mm. That's the saddest yes. part. Because I could see where he probably once was a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. You're like fucking a ghost town of a face, which is, is hard to reconcile. I'm like, that's really, there's beauty lost. That was really sad to me. It, it pains him every day. Yeah. Um, and then we had seen another guy I wanted so badly. There was a guy at... Um, Please, I hope you're listening. Um, he, he had a t-shirt that had precision lawns. In Cincinnati. In yeah. Cincinnati. And then the phone number. And we wa- I looked at his back and the phone number for such a long time that I just wanted to call it. Because <laughs> he was rocking out. He was having a really good time. And then I wish that I had had the number now. Right. So we could call him during this show. Hold up the phone and, and let him listen to, here's the show <laughs> in, in New Jersey, in Hoboken. <laughs> You're missing out, but you're you're with us in in We're a sense. We're thinking about you. He We're thinking he about you and your lawns, and how precise they are. <laughs> <laughs> but this show, although there was a lot of um, not quite celebrity sightings, but mm-hmm. celebrity lookalikes. A lot of celebrity lookalikes. We saw a guy that looked like a very very old Mark Maron. <laughs> we saw dead ringer for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp Pop slash, slash John Mayer. John Mayer. You could sort of be both. He, We could rent him out for both. So, so your party, you need a Johnny Depp. We got it. You mm-hmm. need, oh, you need a John Mayer. And yeah, we got that too. We got that. He covers both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you saw a guy backstage. He looked like just like Bruce Valanche. <laughs> and then what did you say? You said... What did I say? He said, Get- are they going to be presenting some awards? <laughs> <laughs> he's writing. He's writing awards jokes. Backstage on the fly, just in case somebody gets a, an award during the Americana Rama. Somebody said, Bob Dylan said, Get Bruce. Get Bruce. And they got Bruce. So it was Bruce <laughs> get, Valange. The, he, was, he pretty much had the Bruce Valange look. Bruce Valange, Billy Crudup. There's the, the great, Wilco has a great roadie who looks like Billy Crudup. That guy's gorgeous. His character and almost famous. Yeah. He looks a little Frank Zappa. He looks a little. Um, what did I say? Um, a Don Novello. Don Novello. Mm-hmm. And you said he looks a little. He um wait what? He uh he looks a little like a very very young Gallagher. Oh yeah. Very very young though, and Doug Henning. And Doug Henning. <laughs> but so gorgeous. This this like long mane of hair and this huge mustache. Bushy bushy mustache, and then just a gorgeous body and like kind of this like very very bushy Adonis. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just kind of slinking around and moving equipment, and there's but he looks so Wrangler jeans. He looks so humping amps. Mm-hmm. He is so moving shit around on stage. Quick. Yeah, he's he a, is so check, check, check. <laughs> one, two, it's dead spot, dead spot. 
<laughs> one, two. That's got to be a weird thing. I mean, those guys work really hard, and mm. they're just on the road, and you know, it, it, it it's like a it's like an intense thing. But he looks so rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, looks yeah. so perfect, and um, and then so we went to the uh center. We we've been seeing a lot of celebrity lookalikes. Wait, who else did we see? There was oh, well, yesterday we saw Barry. We saw Barry from the snow. If you're a listener of the show, you know we love the movie Snowtown Murders. And there's a particular character in the film named Barry, who is, I guess, kind of an old school transvestite. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's a very, he's based on a real person, but he's a very kind of, uh, it's a strange character in the movie because he's sort of uh, in a very, very conservative environment and he, he's all dressed up and he looks like an old rocker. But there's a guy that we saw last night who looked like Barry. And there was also a... Um, Red Bull uh, container, similar to the one that Barry gets buried in, in the Snow Time Murders, and it's filled with blueberry Red Bull. And so I was like, say hello to Blueberry. <laughs> it's a long way to get to that joke, but we went all the way to Hoboken. Because they, 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 Barry disappears, and then finally the bug goes, say hello to Barry, and they, he opens up the, the barrel. And, and ba- Barry's, Barry's in there, and that's the reveal. Yeah, it's a big reveal. Sorry we spoiled it, but you said say hello to Blueberry. <laughs> I said say hello to Blueberry. <laughs> we had a good long laugh. <laughs> then we made our way into the um, the pit, which I do not like to go in the pit because it's all dudes, and then it's just people who are... In this pit, they had these weird patches of people sitting down. Yes. Which is, why would you do yeah. that? I guess because they've been there all night. They, well, they're wait, they're waiting for their, but you know, but it's just there's so many people jammed in. It's a general admission show. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If you want to sit, it, you might have to go somewhere else. Well, we because everyone else is stand. It's it's hard. Well, it, it's one thing when there was a group of a few people. There's sort of at one point we walked across, and one woman on her own was mm-hmm. laying on her back mm-hmm. in a way too tight jeans mm-hmm. on her phone texting but laying on her back stretched uh, like a cross but you would get stepped on so easily well you don't know she's there you don't know she's there and then also it's like i'm getting stepped on i'm like standing up see i actually came very close to dying at a pulp concert <laughs> i almost died because of jarvis cocker you know were you backstage or were you out there no with, i was in the pit you were with the common people i was with the common people and um you know i was you know i, I went to saint martin's college and <laughs> <laughs> I love Jarvis Cocker so much. I had yeah. a poster of him on my room uh, in my 20s. And um, I just loved him. And so I went to go see him, I think, at the Diamond Club, which was weird. And this was like the first time they'd come over from London. And there was oh, okay. the huge surge of the popularity of common people. And um, the the audience uh, were so excited about him that I remember being in the pit and I was about where we were for Wilco and everything surged forward and I was actually trapped and my feet didn't touch the ground for several seconds. Wow. And I was like, this is fucked up. This is, fu-. I, I, I started to panic like I got to get out of here. Yeah. And then Jarvis Cocker was just like, you know, he was, he was so, he was so charismatic. I think people were just mm-hmm. so crazed, but the, there was a lot, the thing about Wilco is that there's so many men so everybody's taller than you. Yeah. And they're kind of fighting to get ahead of you. And there were these guys next to us who were like feeding each other donuts during the show, <laughs> which was fine. But but strangely just didn't fit. Yeah. There's it didn't all fit. And they were donuts with a lot of like chocolatey pudding in them. 
So it was very like like cinnamon sugary outside. It just it just it just didn't and it because I saw one guy and I don't. It it was it was just I don't know what it was and I just gave this look like the fuck is going and I I'm, I did it more for, just for your benefit but it was such a funny look but I was like what is going on well because it was just such a weird straight guy yeah that's the thing it wasn't like a, two same sex you know whatever no. and I, you know and I, I I would never these two straight <laughs> defeating each other don't they were they were straight I mean it's 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 it just looked out of place and I have nothing against gay public display of affection I'm also gay and I do it myself but these were straight guys clearly and they were taking a moment and there was a lot of guys you know just looking at the the band and so in love mm-hmm. like yes it's just this worship because oh. there was a lot of not only feeding of donuts a lot of like not only high fives, but that, you know, that like that clasping of hand type high five where you like, and you grab on. Yeah. And sort of like, yeah, that, that male thing too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that, which I don't know if Wilco's really that band. It's not a bro band. It's not a bro band. It's not a bro band, but. But they certainly came out. No, they, 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 the bros came out, but it's not a bro band. It's like, you know, it's like a bro band would be like Fall Out Boy. Like they're listening to yes, Fall Out Boy yes. while they're like working out. Like it's a that's more of a bro experience. Wilco right. is really like very thoughtful band. Very, I mean, it, it, in the in the genesis of kind of like what we think about indie rock, we think about um, you know Bob Dylan in the same conversation, which is why this this is so a great festival because it actually it makes sense musically. Like, you know where these sounds come from. Mm-hmm. And um, their special guest, who was Ian Hunter, who we couldn't That was the out. big special guest. Who was a great special guest. And they get to play all the young dudes to this crowd of men who are singing along. And the the guys, it's all guys on stage. And they, was like was like 10 guitars? They brought everybody out. Ian came out at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well, Ian had a chap on mandolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my morning jacket. They all came out. Yeah. Uh, th- there was an, who was the other special guest? Wayne. Um, oh, it's, it was Ryan Bingham, and it was uh, it was um, uh, Warren Hayes. Warren Hayes, who um, came out and played beautiful slide, sort of not yeah. slide guitar, but beautiful um, b- with a bottleneck. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's really beautiful, but it was a—it's uh, incredible. And then and then Nels is such a a great player. And then he was playing a Jerry Jones um, mandolin, electric mandolin guitar, but it's like twelve string. He really loves Jerry Jones, and um, they're they're consistently like rarer and rarer. And after we went to the Cincinnati show, I bought a Jerry Jones online. Right. And it's a really weird guitar. It sounds really beautiful. It's um, it's just really strange. It's a fake acoustic. So it's like oh, really? it's like an acoustic. It's got a hole, a sound hole, but it's all fake because it's a solid body, kind of like a Fender or like a Stratocaster or whatever. But it's not very uh, it, it it's not very thick or it's not hollow. So it's like a weird fake, um, really kind of a one-off. It was specially made for um, a Nashville musician named John Gowen, who was a sessions player. And I don't know what his circumstances, but uh, now I have it. It's at my house. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So, but uh, but uh, Nels was playing. He op- they opened the show with Nels playing the outrageous white uh, double neck. Yes, which he, he opened with that. About last night. He used that at the almost at the end of the last show that we saw. Yeah, like he saved it all night. Yeah, and he opened first song with that. But he is so uh, you can't take your eyes off him, right? You know, but it, it it's you can't. They're all beautiful. They're all beautiful players, and yeah. The the sound is so full, and I think when you play in it, they're rather a large band. As you think, okay, there's there's Glenn, and there's um, Nels, and Pat, and John, mm-hmm. and Michael. Yes. So they it's have full, to. Play, it's a full group. It's a full group. They 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 have to play so carefully next to each other, and mm. then Jeff's voice is very full. Yeah. And and um. Very big, so it's like they're all. I mean, they're all playing, really listening. You can you can tell that they really listen. Yeah, yeah. Which is what is such a beautiful thing. And then they played my favorite song, "I'm the Man Who Loves You." Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. turned around, and they were just but sort a of huge intro to that. Oh, they're just teasing with that, like. And they both had like um, Nils and Jeff had these weird guitars. They look like Super Balls. Yeah, they brought out like the really funky. Like design guitars at that at that point, right? The multicolored, yeah. like really um, stripy kind of thing. But J- uh, Jeff's looked like um, like uh, um, like candy, mm-hmm. like you know that striped candy kind of like uh, like mm-hmm. a lollipop kind of candy, mm-hmm. like a swirl. Yeah, swirly kind of candy like that. Like a swirly, um, and it was a hard and like it was like shiny kind of. Yeah. And then Nels had one that I think his is by an LA artist. I think it's like a very, very unique guitar. But they really like teased with the the end because those those intro chords are just so like yeah 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 beautiful. And that song is is beautiful. You know, I I I, I love how like the twanginess of the guitar just kind of it is kind of country. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah. I I love I love that song. You were saying, yeah, it's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites. I probably my favorite song. Um, <laughs> and then they 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 played a different set than they played. Yeah, in they're Cincinnati. really switching it up a lot every show because I've been looking at the set lists. Yeah, but they have a lot of material to draw on. That's which is so great. So they can they can just really play their catalog. Yeah, over over this you know this tour, which is good. Really which is good. Really brilliant. But they were so fantastic. They're so amazing, and 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 you know, I was kind of like. I feel like they played a little bit longer than they did in Cincinnati. Yeah, it seemed like it went a little bit longer, and also because like there was the 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 big finale, and that was mm-hmm. you know that's what they kind of teased about last night. Yeah, and here we are thinking is it going to be Keith? Rich? I thought they meant there was going to be a big special guest during Bob's set, and I'm like, who's bigger than who's Bob bringing? Mm-hmm. That's gigantic, but it was Wilco's, and Wilco, and yeah. being Ian Hunter of Mott the Hoople was so. It's like, so, it so cool. Cool. And, um, you know, and then singing All the Young Dudes, which is the turnaround. And you, you, you listen to some of Jeff Tweedy's influences, like Martha Hoople. And then um, I hear a lot of Nick Lowe. Yeah. So I would love to see Nick Lowe play with him. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, my dream to get what Mavis Staples got, which is she sang all Jeff. Tweety Nick Lowe songs, which is right, like, that's right, fucking crazy. Well, yeah, they did work together on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
I feel like, look, I'm just as good. <laughs> You're going to put yourself up in that in that stratosphere, right? Look, I, you know what? <laughs> Not that different if you think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, my family is from church music and I yeah. grew up in the church so that there's a kind of, there's a churchiness to it. And mm-hmm. I just did something a bit different, but she's great. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, uh, I just fucking love Wilco. It was so brilliant. It was not like long enough for me. The set was like they could play all day and all night. It'd be well, so they're kind happy. of middling, so it's a, it's a, it's a briefer set. They play for maybe about an hour and ten minutes. It's not nearly enough. I'm just like, oh, it was so beautiful though because the sun is going down, and it's so romantic. Yeah. You know, and I'm surrounded by dudes feeding each other donuts <laughs> and calling another dude who's like not there. Yeah, it it was yeah. There very there was, there was a lot of distractions in the crowd. A lot but of I just want to go and love the band and listen. Everybody loves a band. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. But I don't want any, I don't want people talking. I don't want no. conversations. I don't want fights. But the cheer that would go up when. A song would start. Yeah, it was like really like people love this band, right? You know, it, it, it it's like they, you know they're assholes and there's just people way too fucked up. But and at one point somebody threw a bottle and uh, it, I saw Jeff's eyes like watch it go across and he was like not. <laughs> you got to be aware of it. Has have you ever had anything thrown at you on stage? Yeah, but never. I think because I'm a girl. There is a little bit of the decorum of like, oh, that's a woman. Yes, so I'll try not to throw something on stage. I mean, it's stuff like that. It's like people have spit and stuff like that. Or like people run on stage and that's really scary actually when people run on stage. That's like really That's scary, up. but I, it's, yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to. Well, if somebody's coming at you. It's a, yeah, it is scary as shit. Um, and then throwing stuff from far, like especially if they're in like a balcony. What do you think they've thrown at you? Um, Could you, uh, were you aware? Uh, oh, um, stuffed animals, which is fine. Yeah. Underwear, um, bottles that have been f- uh, flattened, so nothing glass. Yeah. Um, it still could do to them. It's just once, not good to throw them. No, but, oh, actually, once when I was a lot younger, it was an ashtray. It was a glass ashtray. Oh, shit. And that was at a comedy club, and I can't, I feel like it was at Charlie Goodnight's. I, I, yeah, it sounds sounds about right. Something like that. I was opening for Chappelle in 2001 at the Warfield. And, you know, people just, some people just want the headliner. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was into it, but one guy was yelling out, bring on Dave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the thing, the thing is sometimes about it being an opening act is, well, you're there to sort of warm it up. And the the headliner's not actually ready to come on yet. They they're waiting yeah. for my, and sometimes they're not even there. Right, they're and mostly I, I'm not, not even there. sure if Dave was there. So I said, you know, whether I'm here or not, Dave is <laughs> Dave is not going to be here. And they started throwing coins at me. Ah. Oh. And uh, and I don't think any of them hit me, but it was kind of you know. That's rude. It could be. It could hurt. It's, it's dangerous. Well, I think what happens is people get fucked up too, and yes. then you you don't have any control, like. People just don't have control and they don't well, know what they're doing. Well, I do know that that guy got thrown out and he he didn't get to see Dave mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But then I told you a story too about, I think it was in Liverpool two or three years ago. 
might have been second song into the concert, and somebody threw a full from the from the front row a full bottle of water at Morrissey and hit him in the head. What the fuck? And Morrissey went, "Thank you, good night." <laughs> Nothing. Not like who threw that? What was that? Thank you, good night. And he and and he bitch walked off and did not come back because they were like, "Oh, he'll come back. He'll mm. come." No, no, didn't come back. She's not coming back. She's not didn't come back. back any. So yeah, so Jeff watched the bottle. He just watched the bottle. He's like, you got to no. be aware of it. I've seen um, Neil Finn uh, from Crowded House actually get hit with a bottle. Um, yeah. He got hit in the head with a bottle. He's had to, he's had it a couple of times. Um, but, you know, once again, th- there's nothing about Crowded House music that's, that gets you all round, or Neil's music even, that gets you riled up like, I'm going to throw a bloody bottle at this guy's head. It's, it's even, fucking four even, seasons even, in one day. Even, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> it's Whenever just, it's I fall not that. At your feet, <laughs> when you throw your <laughs> bottles at me, it's just, yeah, it's such, it's such sweet, lovely music. I'm not riled up enough to throw a bottle at anyone. I'm not gonna fucking throw shit at nobody. Especially, I mean, especially uh, not at Neil Finn. Neil Finn. Uh, well, Jeff Tweedy also a Neil Finn fan. Yes. Maybe I can um, force him to sing Throw uh, Your Arms Around Me. That would be a good duet. Yeah. Because it's like a very cool turnaround, which is what's so cool about All the Young Dudes is it has that weird, um, it's kind of a flouncy chorus. It's like um, that kind of, it turns, goes back, All the Young Dudes. Mm -hmm. And it's that weird, um, dun, 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 dun. And it is kind of, it is quarterly similar to The Weight. Um, oh yeah, which is also a very kind of grandiose, kind of very very sort of um, that song that yeah. up and yeah. down and you know so it's the same kind of thing as all the young dudes. Which, um, but that's what I love about Jeff Tweedy is that his voice is so suited to these kinds of very sonorous. It's kind of British. It's very. Uh, What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding, or right. cruel to be kind, or in the, in the Nick Lowe tradition, or even in an Elvis Costello tradition, and certainly in Ian Hunter. Yeah. So, it's good. But I just love to watch Nels play. Yeah. And Glenn. Glenn is just a, a demon on those <sighs> drums. He's so amazing. He's such a great drummer. I mean, and he's so like, it's so, um, uh, Eddie was talking about how when we do Chicago, because Glenn hopefully will do the show with us, Mm-hmm. We should do um, heavy metal drummer. Oh, that would be cool. That because would be cool. It's really just it's a, it's sort it's a sort of about him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who it's about, but you know, um, it's probably well. It's, it sort of seems about Tommy Lee, but not blonde. <laughs> um, I think about Tommy Lee. Yeah, who's kind of like a a beautiful like the the, the drummer is always beautiful and yeah. kind of yeah outside of it. A little that bit. would be great. You know, so that would be fun to sing, and certainly it's a great great song. Um, but we want to get all of Wilco there. Yeah, when you play Chicago, you you've kind of uh, you kind of your dream is to have Wilco sort of come out and well, ba- back you on a song. That would be great. Or the other dream would be to play their festival and be their uh, tribute band. Right. So if we did it during the day, and they sort of either played different instruments or they were their own tribute band, what it it would yeah. sound like. Yeah. 
which was actually Michael's idea. I, I just said, like, all I said was I was going to start a tribute band and invite all the members mm. to be And in then it. it grew. And then, then you're like, wait, who's the band then? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be in it? But that's that's that was it. So well, when Wilco was done, we 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 figured out well, it's time to go backstage. Go backstage. How far will these little purses get us? We had the diamond pass, which Glenn had so generously left us. We'd already bought tickets. However, we did not need them. They were given away, and we went backstage. We got in after some debate from event security, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We got in and then we were like sort of pushed to the side because Bob Dylan was coming in. So we could not use the toilets there. So we just kind of got pushed in and then we just started seeing everyone. Yeah. We saw Michael, who is wonderful keyboard player from Wilco. Yeah. That, and that's, that's who you talked to first about. Mm-hmm, about joining. About joining and the tribute band. And, and then he kind of riffed with you on that. Yeah. We, we, we formulated the um, theory about the tribute band. Um, then we talked to Glenn, who's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then um, we talked to Jeff, who who is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I When I saw Jeff Tweedy, I really bowed so low <laughs> because I was so... When I was watching him perform, I was trying to think of like, God, what do I say? And then, you know, it, it, it's like my complicated relationship with music, like for years... It's hard to be in this position that we're in because we do end up meeting people that we idolize. And you never know what they're going to be like. And, you, you know, it's, it's a tenuous thing because you don't want to destroy your relationship to the music with the man. No. You know, and sometimes that can happen. That's happened a lot before. Yeah. With me. Because I, I developed such a tense, close feeling about the music I love the music so much. You don't want it to be ruined if if it's not a good experience. Yeah, but Jeff Tweedy was so sweet. And they were so great. Cute. He was and so, so cool. Nice. He came out. Glenn went and got him and he brought him out. Yeah. And he talked to you. We talked to him and I told him I want to join. And mm-hmm. then he was talking about the franchise, the Wilco franchise. Yeah, that's his his idea. This is start a franchise. Mm-hmm. And you had a great idea about it too. The mm-hmm. image. What 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 did you? Well, that's that's when we talked to John, who mm-hmm. plays bass. He said, "Yeah, we should start a franchise. Like, that, like apparently, this is a running idea. Yeah, like let's send other people out to do Wilco songs I'm instead d- of us. I've learned them all. <laughs> but I said, yeah, if it's a franchise, and I in my mind I thought, oh, you take the the golden arch M and you flip it over, and it's a W. Yeah, billions and billions served. It's so fucking cool. I and mean, he I, he I loved that. He loved I the idea. That. He says, I think we're onto something now." I think it's really clever, and I think it's really like taking the piss also. Yeah, yeah. You know, out of something that is so corporate. Mm-hmm. Because the spirit of Wilco, it's so fan-supported. I mean, if anything, it's it exists for the fans alone. Yes. You know, they are a band that, the, the, the allegiance to that band will always, it will be so true and so far-reaching, you know, I think into into many generations because people have such a, a depth for this music. You know, they're like, this is fucking, this is a, what what plays in my heart Yeah, yeah. all the time. And 
I never realized how much it does. But now, like, I think seeing them so many times over and over, it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this band. So we all took a picture together, and then Jeff said that I could join, and then I, I could, I'm their newest member. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great picture. Yes, it's a great. Well, picture. it's it's online, and we'll tweet it up again. But we're retweeting um, the shit out of that. It's you with all with with almost all of Wilco. It's with Nels. It's um Jeff and uh, Glenn, and I'm like sick to my stomach because I was so <laughs> nervous and excited. Which is like my reaction to like joyful things that happen. I just get sick to my stomach and I want to throw up. But it was so lovely because Jeff was cool. He was so sweet. And um, we talked to them for a long time. Every one of them was like excited to meet you. Yeah, they were And excited to have you in the band at some point. Because even one of them said, yeah, we need some female input into this band. Mm -hmm. We need a woman. Like It's almost almost like they need a woman to touch. It needs a little... (laughs) It's like they need a woman to come over and get him some clean towels, and and you tell him, you know, just throw this away and do that. You know, they, they need they need some lady, some in oil Wilco. of Olay and some Dove soap. <laughs> some one, qu- I'm going to pour some one quarter moisturizing cream into Wilco. <laughs> it's really <laughs> one quarter moisturizing cream, but it's beautiful. That's it's, but they were so great, and then and then. Um, and we and then Bob was Bob was on. Bob the great was on. Bob Dylan was on, and um, we and we thought, well, we got to go, we got to go watch a bit of Bob. Well, Jeff had come come back because um, we were talking to Jeff, and then they'd come over. Some I think that the manager had come over and told Jeff they were changing the key. So Jeff's like, I got to go woodshed, which is a term that I learned from John Bryan. Mm-hmm. Woodshedding is um, intensely practicing a piece of music. Oh, in, really? In a place by yourself. So oh, okay. that you actually become very, very good at it. And and because um, I was playing um, once in John's studio and John came up and he said, are you woodshedding? Were you, were you woodshedding? Because it sounds like you were woodshedding, which is like like intense practice where you're just so focused on that music. So in the woodshed. Um, I thought it meant you're in trouble. Like you go to the woodshed and you get... Oh, you get spanked. Get spanked or something like that. But, oh, yeah. that's that's interesting to know. Like, he says, i got to go to the woodshed. I thought, oh, like, i got to go. <laughs> I gotta no, go get... it means practicing um, with your music so that you learn it. Because he and Jim James of My Morning Jacket have been joining Bob on stage for a song. Yes. So that's why he that they were changing the key and all of that. They, so... sing, they sing a great version of The Weight. Right. Which um, is is a beautiful, beautiful song, but they were... were um, different generations of this, you know, kind of a legendary song, you know, different mm-hmm. people taking on the song, which is so cool. So it was great to watch, but that's got to be nerve wracking to no, have you're to gonna do a go song do with a song Bob with Dylan. Bob, right. Well, that's the thing. We thought, well, let's go watch some of Bob. Mm-hmm. And we, we were like, well, we, we, I guess we get to go outside to watch. And you thought, oh, maybe we can go f- to the side here. From in the, the pit, in the pit, maybe, yeah. and security said you couldn't go in there, right? Well, I went to the photo pit, um, which is sort of the lip of the stage and where photographers are generally. Um, and I asked the security if we could go through, and and he was like, "Oh no, you can't go in there." So I was like, "All right." So then we um, walked out, and this woman came up and she asked us if we wanted to go watch from the side of the stage, and she worked for Bob. Um, she worked for him since 1975. And uh, since 1975, Rolling Thunder 
days, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. And she was brilliant. She, she was, was so lovely. She's because she knew you, mm-hmm. and she said, "Just come." And she wore because meanwhile nobody was allowed to go in a certain part of the of the backstage area because that was all the Bob domain. Mm-hmm. She marched us right in there, up the steps, to the side of the stage, and, and we I, watched Bob. I couldn't believe it. And then Charlie was there. Charlie Sexton. Charlie Sexton is gorgeous, back. gorgeous Charlie Sexton. And then we're just standing there. Um, I don't want to say what we saw. We saw a lot of things mm. that maybe people will never see. Yeah. So we shouldn't reveal. We can't talk about it. We just were in the inner sanctum and it was quite uh, it was quite interesting. First off, just to, to be walked past like everyone and like into that area where mm. nobody else gets to go except the closest of people. Yeah. Even I felt the, like, oh, holy shit. I mean, you know, we, we, look where we are. get to go there. The, the other bands don't get to go there like the other people on the show. Like who are part of it, which is such an intense thing, except yeah. for for Jim Jameson and and Jeff Tweedy, who get brought on to to do the number. And that's why we got to see them come in and do the wait. Yeah, great song by the band, and joined by somebody else. Oh, oh, Peter Wolf. Peter Wolf. <laughs> Fucking Jay Giles. Jay Giles band. Centerfold. My baby is a centerfold. F- freeze frame. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. But it was like the most paint splattered band because they were like the most, like kind of car- sort of carpenter wear. Um, uh, what is it? There's the pants with like a pocket for your comb. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> painter's pant band, Peter fucking Wolf. Yeah, um, he was very nice. We met him afterwards. Very cool. Um, but it was I was like. I want to take a picture, but I just cannot. You wanted to take a picture. You wanted to tweet. You wanted to pull out your phone. But you thought, no, this is such a special privilege. Just for us. Who, who, you know, who would ruin this? You not can't. Us. Not, not us. us. We're just standing there. And I was just like, kind of, I was like, I couldn't even believe that we were there. And then I also really wanted to be quiet in the moment of it. Yeah. Because we're so close to Bob and, and we could see Charlie him. play. He was laughing. He was having a great time. He and Charlie had this amazing interplay back and forth. Mm-hmm. Charlie was mouthing words of the song to him and playing back mm-hmm. and and at playing at Bob. Mm-hmm. And when and when when Jeff and uh, Peter Wolf and Jim James were on stage, it was such a joy. Yeah. But you could see it all on Bob's face. Yeah. It was beautiful. He talked more this show than I'd seen him talk in a Yeah, while. he introduced all those guys. Yeah. Which he didn't do any of that in um in Cincinnati. And um, I mean he was amazing. So that was that was that was, you know, not only do we hang with Wilco, mm-hmm. my morning jacket, talk to the great Ryan Bin- Ryan Bingham. Mm-hmm. You get in Wilco provisionally. Yeah, I'm in the uh, provisionally I'm in the reserves. You're in the Wilco reserves. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the. You're, on, you're an active. You're like you could get like one, two weekends a month. I might get deployed to Anaheim. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, but I'm ready. I'm gonna go. I'm suited up, suited and booted. <laughs> I'm training. And then, and then you're on the side of the stage watching Bob Dylan, and about to faint, and I was like. I just have to, you know, just be calm about this and 
just kind of look at the thing about being on the side of stage, which is trippy, is that it's not just that you're watching the show, is the audience can see you. Sometimes they can, yeah. Over yeah. there, yeah, they can look over and see who are the, I've done that. Who are those people? Well, people are dead curious because I it's, was really curious. It's going to be really somebody curious. special back there, usually. For Bob Dylan. Because there's like usually nobody. Because you can't see a thing, you yeah. know, like there's nobody backstage. But then there, there was quite a few people um, where we were. And that's who I always look at, like, like who's on the side. Um, that's such a treat, mm. you know. So it was really, it was fun to just kind of be there and be like, oh my God, we're like, look where we are. <laughs> it was, it was t definitely like that, holy shit, look where we are moment. It was holy shit. And we came back out. And not everybody like, gets to get that close to Bob Dylan. It's just, it's no. just, it just doesn't happen. But we got very close and we were, we were walking, the show was over and, um, it, it it was just it was just powerful, you know. When we walk out, and he's right there. He's like right. Um, we're at the top of the stairs. He's like kind of at the bottom with Peter Wolf and getting a van to go. I mean, he just goes. He's just gone. He's gone away. An enigma. And then it was kind of like, I don't know how to. I lost all my energy <laughs> at that point. Like I became totally exhausted and starving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, we got to get back to the city. And so we said goodbye to everyone, and they were everybody was so sweet. We didn't see Jeff again. No, uh, we saw Jim. We saw um, Michael. Oh, and you know who was great too? Because we, we talked to Jim James and Patrick mm -hmm. from My Morning Jacket, mm -hmm. who plays drums. Really sweet. Such a cool dude. What a sweetie. Sweetheart and funny people. We just riffed and had so much fun talking to so many people. They were all great. It was so great. And then we walked out and. I just felt so full emotionally. I mean, it rock and roll can really do that. It can really fill you up. For me, yeah, it definitely. You know, like I, I know every time I've seen a rock show of a band that I really love, like Wilco, it's like I think when they're playing, I was like, this could just never end, and I would be fine. Yeah, you know, this is like all I need mm -hmm. to keep going, and you know, I think people. Uh, don't give enough credit to music, like how much it means. Yeah. You know, and Wilco is a band with so many songs and so much of a legacy and so much reach. And of course, Bob Dylan, so much reach into our lives. Um, you know, there's almost like nothing to say. Like, what can you... Yeah. What can you say? Other than we're going to just keep following the tour. Mm-hmm. So nice. <laughs> I feel like we're Americana Rama can. Amer <laughs> let's. We're Americana like, Raman. We're Americana Ramans now. Like we're. We're yeah. kind of we're kind of citizens. Well, I of think Americana, Americana Ramakins is really a good um, terminology. Because I mean, because we're we have so like. Taking it to heart. Yeah. You know, now I have to take, now I have to put this like um, backstage pass like sticker over tea kettle and steam it off <laughs> my Yoko Ono t shirt <laughs> so I can put it properly on my guitar. Yeah. Because this balances out the other Americana Rummer sticker that you got me in yes. Cincinnati because I put that one off, off off center. 
Oh, right. On Mega right. so I have to put this on it um, to preserve it. But I mean, I've just been like so like lucky to be able to go to these shows with you. Yeah. And then we can talk to our fans about, about it. it. Yeah. But also, hopefully, this will get to like Wilco fans. And what we're going to do is we're going to slowly um, talk to each member like layers of the onion. Yes. Peeling each away. Peeling it away and crying a little bit in the process, <laughs> weeping, but also knowing that it's going to be very, very delicious and, and aromatic. worthwhile. And aromatic, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, you need to you need to really, I mean, because this is a band, we can't, we have to actually do each individually. Each I think member. that's how it's going to work, yeah. You know, because it's like such a uh, a deep thing and they're so darling and um, they're each so different. Yeah. You know, but I was telling um, John about, I was watching this week about, um, I had watched a special that Froggy had sent me, our friend Edward Herta. Who um, he sent me um, a YouTube clip. It, it's a long. It's a. It's a. It's a actually full concert. It's an hour long uh, television show from Chicago Television. Like I think Chicago, not public access, but some sort of lo- local thing where they'd done a whole concert at the Victoria Theater in Chicago. Oh wow! And they're such babies. It was so cute. So it's Jeff and actually Jay Bennett was still in the band then and. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so, and, and John is there, and it's so like, they're just kids. Yeah. You know, and it, it's so beautiful to, to see. So I, I, I just love that we're going to go, we got to, we got to, we do this like monster podcast because we have to like put this all together. Mm. <laughs> we yeah, we, do got like the, whole, we got the, the pre and the after. The pre and the after. The pre, we were full of so many questions. Yes. Like, what's going to happen? Like, what, what's going to be like? What are these shorts going to be like? These shorts were short. The shorts did fine, though. <laughs> they, did, they, they, they didn't cause any trouble. And no. everything was perfect. The shorts were not a problem. Actually, I forgot about the shorts, actually. Yes. Most of the night, I, I sort of... And I'm wearing these shorts that are leather, and they really go up my butt. They're sort of like if Jim Morrison was a woman. Um, and, and sort of flashy about it. So. If he was the Lizard Queen. That's berry, honey. <laughs> Say hello to blueberry. Girl. I don't know what to do. I mean, what was it like to sort of be a fan of Bob Dylan's for so long? And then, because I've loved him so much, but I've never even thought about seeing him that close. Like, And I don't, I don't even think about him as real. I Yeah, well, I've seen him up kind of close from the stage, you know, from in front of the stage, but to be backstage on the side of the stage behind mm-hmm. his sound engineers, mm-hmm. it's pretty, you go, oh, God damn, look at that. That's Bob Dylan. Yeah. I'm watching him play his piano from like, I'm, I'm, it's like you're standing behind him. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, like, and then you get to see him sort of walk back oh, after the encore and sort of leave. That gorgeous band, they're all great. Today, were they, they were wearing gray, yeah, no black. So, I guess a switch, yeah. They have, di- they have different suits mm-hmm. for each show. That's just beautiful. And Charlie plays so beautiful, yeah. And it's like, 
God, I wish that we could talk to them. I wish that we could meet the uh, that'll Bob be and- that'll be the next round. Yeah, but it's we'll almost- get, we get we get you in Wilco first, and then we'll get you in Bob Dylan's band. <laughs> Wilco's so fucking good. What if well, what if that would happen? What if what if it was if for the wait it was um it was uh, Jim James, Jeff Tweedy, Paul Peter Wolf. And Margaret Cho. <laughs> well, I think it would be good. I think they need what if, you just, what if you just walked out tonight? Could I, they, could I they have should stopped have. You? No. You could have just walked out. I should have. Not that, not that she would do that, because that would be completely inappropriate. Well, I mean... Because he would be annoyed. I, I'm such a it fan a, of a, it. A, it would be an abuse of his trust. It would it, it would, it would be abuse of everything, but I mean, I'm such a fan of it. Also, I, 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 I could never, but it might happen someday. There, there could be, you could, you could, there are an amount of shows that you could do something at. Mm. You know, um, once I, uh, I forced Neil Finn to play Lester. Mm-hmm. And um, he had to do it because I was naked. Because I, I was doing a burlesque show and then he promised to come. And then oh, I, yeah. he came actually at the very, very end of my number where I had stripped and I had, a, I had the penis on. Right. And then... He came on stage. He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he was just like, what's... Yeah, it's weird to walk out like, oh, okay, all right. And he, he came out and then I was like, oh my God. And then, I, you know, I was naked and then I was so excited to see him. That you got an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly. And then <laughs> he that, played... The penis worked. It worked. For the first time and the last time. No, I was so excited. And then I was like, I, and then I felt weird because I was just standing there. And then I was telling him, like, I love you so much. And then I put on a kimono. And then I took my rubber penis and I pulled it off. Yeah. And I stuck it onto the piano at Largo. And then so he played Lester, which is my favorite Neil Finn song. And looking at the penis. Mm. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I can't, I don't know who I can play. <laughs> However, his accent is. He was like, "Thanks, Margaret." <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you said, "That's how Elton does it every night." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Glancing at a knob somewhere in the room, resting his eye, <laughs> resting his eye. I think you can't get any better than that. Okay, uh, we can talk about this. You can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. They can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. You can tweet Wilco at Wilco. At Wilco. Um, you can tweet Bob Dylan at Bob Dylan. You can actually also tweet the um, Americanorama Festival at Americanorama. Oh, do they have that? Oh, they good. have their own Twitter. Good. Um, and uh, we are on Monday every 9 a.m., every Monday at 9 a.m. at um, soundcloud.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. We love our listeners. Uh, we had an exciting day. Um Bob Beaverhausen also had his first set. Oh set yeah, 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 yeah. Yesterday, and it went very well. Yes. So it's been a very exciting weekend. Um, we're going to go to Americana Rama tomorrow. We will likely have lots to say about it, but uh, we love you, and we will talk to you next time. You have one message. Hi, Margaret. It's pick up. It's Lady Sunburn. Screaming home. Where could you be, bitch? You have no friends, you're ugly, you have Mrs. A, you have no money. Uh, okay, call me whenever, it's Lady Bunny.